Would everyone please rise for the reading of God's Word? John chapter 12, starting with verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, and she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped wiped his feet for their hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And as a keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. May God bless the reading of his word. It's really neat when you can pick some of the songs. That's my favorite. Not, not only is the giving going to be, was a, li- a little bit out of order, but our worship is going to be a little different as well. We will have a short lesson. Amen? <laughs> and a video that uh, Blake Bauman has put together about blessed. And then we'll have our invitation to respond. Would you pray, pray with me for just a moment? Kind Father, please let your spirit be upon us. Please let your spirit, your Holy Spirit, speak to each one of us this morning. It's in your name, your son's name that we pray. Amen. We're going to talk about feet this morning. You know the things that are down here at the end of your legs? Most of us don't think about feet very often unless they hurt. Now me, I'm a little different. When I go to the beach, that's all I think about because I've got socks on and shoes. I don't really care about a tan line. I've got to protect those bad boys because they haven't seen the light of day since I put my first pair of boots on and that's been a very long time. (laughs) They're pasty white. But for some reason, John was kind of like me in some ways. He thought about feet too. So maybe I'm not so weird. Two stories, chapter 12 and chapter 13, are back to back, and they talk about feet. In class this morning, Jesus washed 24 feet and 120 nasty toes. I don't know how he did that, but he did. And I think there was a reason for that. But in our lesson this morning, there are only two feet. And one lady who was very, very willing to touch his feet. Now, if you read Mark or you read Luke or you read John, the the story is a little bit different in each one. So you need to kind of decide 
what Mary's past really is. But you know, we really do have a, most of us do have a past of some kind. Those of us who have been forgiven much, love much, and she loved Jesus an awful lot. Here Jesus was coming out of the desert because he was trying to avoid folks because his time had not yet come. And now the clock was ticking. It was getting time for him to go to Jerusalem. And he was coming down the road and he came and he stopped in front of Mary's house. And if Mary's house is kind of like my grandmother's house, there were probably chickens out in the front yard. And if you have chickens, you probably don't have a whole lot of, lot of grass. Mary's front yard probably looked a whole lot like the road that Jesus was on. Hot, dry, and very dusty. He'd been on the road for a while. He walked in the door, and they were having a dinner party for Jesus. Now, wouldn't that really be neat to have a dinner party for our Lord and Savior? They had that opportunity, but what a crew that was in that house. Lazarus, think about it for a minute. You have just been raised from the dead. You are proof that Jesus has more power than anybody ever thought about. You are Jesus' billboard saying, he's the Savior, he's the King of Kings. The Lord did not do Lazarus a big favor when he raised him from the dead. Because the Sanhedrin, they were after him just like they were Jesus. And then there's Martha. In John chapter 11, verse 27 and following, she gave the supreme statement that Jesus was Lord in Christ. And then there's Mary. Of all of Jesus' entourage that was with him, and everybody else that had been invited to the dinner party, she was probably the only one that understood that Jesus was going to die. But John's narrative is a little bit different, like I said, than the other two. While Mary is anointing Jesus' feet, it's Judas that's exposed in John's narrative. Mary is a faithful disciple of Christ. Judas, he's an unfaithful disciple. But both are disciples. Now, Mary in this narrative, look at the text, does not say one word. All she does is bend down and she starts touching Jesus' feet with her hair. Judas can't hear the words that are not spoken. He doesn't care about the poor. He doesn't care about the king of kings being anointed. Let's, let's be real honest. We're a whole lot like Judas sometimes. 
It's the bank account that matters, <laughs> don't you know? We've got to help. We've got to take care of each other, of ourselves. And if I don't take care of me, who's going to? Mary is head over heels in worship. She's doing to Jesus what he soon will be doing to his own disciples. As Mary bends down and wipes his, his feet with her hair, she takes that ointment and she pours it over his feet. This ointment more than likely came from India. Do you know what the FedEx charges would be just, just to have that ointment shipped? Not to mention the cost, cost of the ointment. And she just takes that bottle and she pours it all over his feet. Mary is anticipating Jesus' death, but she's also anticipating his entry into Jerusalem. If you look at 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 38 and following, Solomon is anointed. He gets on David's mule, and he rides into Jerusalem. In the same chapter, chapter 12, Jesus gets on a colt and enters into Jerusalem. And both smell like a king. The fragrance is before Jesus. They can smell Jesus before he gets there. You see, people didn't take many baths back then. They had an aroma, but it was, wasn't like this. They knew royalty was coming down the road. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. It says, For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Everywhere we go, folks, we spread some kind of aroma. Why not make it Jesus' aroma? And the day we start to hoard this this sweet smell, that's when the bottle cracks because it has no shelf life. Ask Mary, the only way you can have this aroma is to give it away. So church, are we Mary or are we Judas? I do know enough about God's call to know that he rarely asks us to do things that are not way over our heads. Because if we can do it on our own, on our own why do we need him? So church, we have an opportunity to next week to get outside our comfort zone and do a little something that may be way over our heads. He's already going to give you a box of food. He will guide your words if you'll just ask him. Ask him to amaze you so that your faith can grow. Ask him to help you to have the aroma of Jesus. You want to have a dinner party with Jesus? Take a food box to to a neighbor. Don't you worry about the food. We're, you're not going to starve because we're going to feed you when you get back. 
You, we all can be overwhelmed because we can't do everything. But church, I want us to make a decision right now. Let us be determined never to do nothing. Yeah.
If the Spirit has touched your spirit this morning, you have prayer concerns for others or for yourself. We will have elders and ministers on the side aisles waiting to hear from you. And after services, the elders will be in the back chapel to hear your concerns as well. Church, let us be one with Him while we rise and sing.